Welcome back into the Chris Mathis podcast. I'm your host, Chris Mathis. Spencer Mathis, unable to attend. He's actually studying uh, for a midterm at Young Harris, uh, Young Harris College. But with that, I'm joined by Young Harris College broadcaster, play-by-play guy for years now, Tommy Jenkins, who's had an awesome broadcasting career. Obviously, he has other things in his life that he tends to and works on other than just broadcasting. But uh, this guy is a phenomenal broadcaster that I've got to work with over the years and uh, had a call and a shot go viral a few years back, I guess five years ago now. But mm-hmm. Tommy, glad that you joined me here on the podcast, and I'm excited to really dive into your career and talk about broadcasting and what the opportunity at Young Harris College has meant to you up to this point. Good to be with you, Chris. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks. I've been trying to. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. I've been trying to set this up for quite some time. I moved from Young Harris College, uh, North Georgia to Tampa. Here we are and finally got it set up. First and foremost, uh, this Talk to Him Tuesday brought to you by Information On Demand pre-employment background screening services offering fast, accurate, affordable background screening services. Whether you need criminal background checks, drug screenings, e-verify academic accreditations, or other screening services, they've got you covered. You can rest easy knowing a highly trained search team will get you that information that you need in just eight hours or less. That's right, just eight hours or less. Information on demand. They're fast, accurate, affordable background pre-employment screening services. Give them a call today, 855-914-4636, or visit visit informationondemand.net. That's informationondemand.net. And again, we're talking with Tommy Jenkins, broadcaster at Young Harris College with several different, I guess, all the athletic programs there at Young Harris College. But first and foremost, Tommy, before we talk about the first time that you ever touched the mic and put on a headset, way back with the Battle of the States tournament at Towns County High School. Talk about what you did leading up to your first opportunity on a microphone. Well, I mean, really, this was not anything that I planned on doing. Um, I mean, really, my passion for uh, athletics was in coaching. And uh, I coached for, I was probably by the time that year the Battle of the States first started, that I'm guessing that's probably... I don't know. I'm thinking 94, 95. I'd probably been coaching basketball at Towns County for five or six years. And uh, we started a, a Christmas tournament, an idea, because we were kind of in a location that we were close to Tennessee, South Carolina, North Carolina, Alabama. We eventually got some Florida teams in it through the years. But uh, Standard Telephone, who was the telephone provider back then, understand uh, things were a lot different in 94 than they are now. And we had started this tournament up that was going to bring eight schools from various states. And uh, they came and said, hey, uh, we can televise this thing using, uh, you know, the old radio thing where you, uh, you know, plug a jack into the wall type of thing. And we're like, wow, because, I mean, that was unheard of uh, in 1994. I mean, you just didn't think of that. And so I was on the committee to start uh, the tournament up. And uh, I, I asked the question, said, uh, who, would, who would we get to broadcast? <laughs> and they all looked at me and said, you would. I'd never broadcasted anything in my life. But, I mean, you know, I had some kind of knowledge of the game. And uh, like yourself and like your little brother with the great head of hair, uh, I had to give the gab. So, I mean, that's where it started. I mean, Chris, you've worked that tournament before. 
back then we would actually do eight games a day. I mean, and a lot of times I have done uh, eight games in a day, 10 o'clock at morning, 10 o'clock at night. And, you know, I kept doing my coaching thing. I coached for 18 years as a uh, community coach, 16 years in, uh, with middle school girls and some in middle school boys, and then two years as a varsity coach. But it's just something that I kept doing through the years. And then when the coaching ended, um, we just kept doing broadcast at Towns County High School and, and a few other places on the side. But, yeah, that's how it got started. It was never planned. It was never a dream. Uh, it was never anything that I intended to do. It just was something that fell into my lap. And later on in life, when I got out of coaching, I'm like, I'm in athlete. I'm in, I'm still in athletics. I'm doing it in broadcast, but all of a sudden, uh, everybody loves you. Yeah. You know, in coaching, not everybody loves you. Okay, so that's kind of how it happened. It was never planned. Obviously, you talk about the technology back then, in which you first started. I guess 1994 with the Battle of the States tournament. Other than that, and the fact that you know that was quite a while ago. What do you recall most about, you know, the first couple of games or first couple of seasons in which you broadcasted uh, that Battle of the States tournament in North Georgia? Well, I mean, you know, we were just we were learning as we go. Uh, had a real good cameraman, John, John C. Moon, a good friend of both of ours. And uh, and he was very helpful because he, you know, he had some technology experience. And Chris, I know nothing about technology. I'm as probably the least technical person. Uh, you'll ever see in your life. But I mean, you know, I learned how to keep my stats. I learned how to, uh, I just learned how to flow with the game. And with me, it's just, uh, I mean, my philosophy of broadcast is this. I mean, I'm just me. I'm not putting on any kind of show. I am genuinely being me. I'm just, uh, I'm a passionate guy. I'm a fun loving guy. And I get excited, and when I get excited, it's nothing made up. It's just, uh, it's just me. It's just who I am. So, but I, I tell you, through the years, we got into some interesting situations doing broadcasts. Because a lot of times, I did some radio broadcasts. Not everything was on TV. There was a radio station in Hiawassee that is uh, close to Young Harris College, and I can't even remember the name of it now. But I would go all over the place doing football and uh, basketball and stuff like that. And I can remember doing a uh, region tournament, girls, in which Towns County, I think that year, I think they got to the to the uh, final four that year. They had Nikki Wynn, had some really good players. And um, I can remember doing a game at Social Circle, packed house, hot as it could be. And we didn't have – good uh cell phone connection and the game went into some overtimes and my battery the phone died and people would hand me my phone and we would reconnect you know you remember those days and uh in the middle of a crowd i mean i'm not at a booth they didn't give me a booth but you know i've been to some pretty crazy situations i did a game at lakeview high school i did a i did a football broadcast on the sideline. I mean, I got up in their press box and there was probably 12 people in there and it was big enough for six. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm claustrophobic. So I just took my little cell phone and went down on the field and walked around. So 
Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was fun. I know we've come a long way, but, you know, I enjoyed those days. I love doing football. I never got to do a whole lot of football, and I absolutely love doing football. Obviously, Tommy, you talk about that first opportunity in which, again, you were like, hey, who's going to be that guy? You're on the committee, and they're, they're saying, hey, Tommy, you're the guy to do the play-by-play for the Battle of the States. You did that for quite some time, uh, and I know that you still dapple in with that uh, here and there, even these days as well. But sure. uh, leading up to that, you had no interest to be a broadcaster. So you do that for a few years, and obviously, I'm sure you got a lot of feedback, as you said, out of nowhere, people love you from going th- from a head coach to a play-by-play broadcaster, calling games and uh, giving praise to athletes that deserve it through all hard work. In 2010, Young Harris College kind of resurfaced their basketball program, and your nephew, Ethan, was going to be the guy to do play-by-play, from what I understand. He was going to do the broadcasting for Young Harris College basketball programs, but with them being a new team, they were unable to fill an entire roster. Uh, So talk about what happens next. I believe there were some tryouts involved, and next thing you know, here you are, and you've got a headset on once more. Yeah, Ethan, he – he played basketball at Towns County, and he helped me with some basketball and some football. Helped me with a lot of football. We did a lot of football together. He gets to Young Harris. He's a freshman. He's going to be a uh, comm major like like your brother Spencer is. And uh, I'm like, wow, this was great. I mean, I was still doing Towns County. And uh, he asked the AD one night, said, hey, could uh, my uncle come up and help me? And his, I knew his uncle. It was uh, Randy Dunn, was the athletic director there at the time. Yeah, sure, bring him on up. So we did a game or two together. And then what happened, like you said, new program. I think they had some compliance issues. Some guys got hurt. Some guys uh, flunked out at midterm. And uh, they had tryouts. Ethan went down and made the team. One-year deal, he ended up transferring to UGA, I think, the very next year. But um, they said, okay, you just keep doing it. And, you know, really, I thought that probably their thing was that I was probably just going to be a fill-in because, I mean, I figured that they would probably give the job to comm majors, which would make perfect sense to me. Uh, But when the next year rolled around, uh, Randy Dunn, the athletic director, said, hey, we want you uh, to keep doing the games. for." So I've done them ever since. I mean, I can't say I was there from day one because I probably didn't do the first five, six, seven games. Uh, but I've been there ever since 2010. So, yeah, do the math. Been there a while. Yeah, no doubt. And, Tommy, I know that we talk about the issue with fielding a team back then. I'm sure that there were a lot of losses in there as well uh, through those first couple of years that you were broadcasting the basketball games there at Young Harris College. What do you recall most from a broadcaster standpoint with those first couple of seasons that you – took over as the play-by-play guy at Young Harris College? Well, the first year was rough. I mean, you know, we could put out, I think we could put four really good athletes out there. And then after that, it was kind of filling in. And, and uh, you know, maybe they would hang around for close to a half. But then, you know, they took some beatdowns. Now, that's on the men's side. Our women were competitive almost from day one. And But the thing about it, Chris, was even with the beatdowns that you took, you know how it is with anything that's new. It's just exciting. Uh, the community support was great, still is. I mean, even though we were taking some brutal beatings, you know, on a Saturday, it was a packed house. 
So, I mean, it was just fun, anything that was new, and you knew that it was going to get better because, I mean, at Young Harris, we had brought in uh, first year Pete Herman, who had been a uh, head coach at the Naval Academy, Coach David Robinson, who was a star in the NBA for years. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we had Brenda Paul, who had been the head coach at Mississippi State University. So, you know, we had quality coaches, and you knew at that time, had an athletic director that was very committed. The school was committed. Kathy Cox was the president. You had great fan and community support. So you knew it was going to be a good thing. So you knew better days were soon to come. Obviously, you talk about those first couple of years there with you being the broadcaster at Young Harris College and kind of their growth. And you understand the process, you know, hey, this is fun. I'm enjoying this. We're going to see some more wins here in the coming years. And, of course, that happened. Uh, With them saying, hey, Tommy, you're the guy next year. We want to bring you on. That led to more opportunities. Talk about the other four sports, I believe it is, that you're currently calling right now for Young Harris College that um, you started doing just after basketball. Well, uh, Michael McEachern, our uh, SID, came to me one year and he at the end of the basketball season and said, look, we want to take this thing into doing everything, baseball, softball, uh, men and women's lacrosse, uh, men and women's soccer. And uh, I said, sure, because I kind of got a weak spot. Uh, somebody asked me to do something. I'm probably going to do it. It's hard for me to tell anybody no. It's just hard for me to tell them no. And, you know, baseball and softball, I was pretty comfortable with it, but uh, I didn't know anything about soccer. And uh, five years doing it, and I still don't know anything about it, but I have fun. As far as lacrosse goes, I don't know if you've ever heard any uh, Jerry Clower jokes, any tapes. He was a great comedian. Uh, said that the first college football game that he ever saw, he was playing in it. Well, that's kind of the way I was with lacrosse. First lacrosse game that I had ever saw in my life, I'm broadcasting it. You know? I mean, you can study. I had the coaches come by, but you get in the booth and you're – and, and, you know, the the face-off comes and you're like – in your mind, you're like, wow. What do I do next? But, you know, I mean, I've learned, and you know this, is uh, with me, the first the first rule to me of broadcasting is dead air is bad, is bad air. You know, you keep talking. And, uh, and, and, and I learned a long time ago in my high school days that I wasn't there just to do play-by-play, but I was there to a certain point to – Uh, entertain the people to make it fun for them. And I always felt like if I'm having fun, then maybe they'll have fun. And you've heard me broadcast. We've worked together. I have fun. I mean, it's my number one thing. I have fun doing what I do. And uh, it's not fake. It's not put on. It's just, it's just me. It's just who I am. I'm just, I like to have fun. Yeah, you're passionate about it too. And I think that you're also passionate besides win and losses in the stats. I think that you obviously love to build that relationship with the players, the fans, the coaches, and it shows in your work too. And you carry those stories that they tell you 
and your broadcast, which really makes it even more fun to listen to. And as you said, if there's ever a moment where, you know, there could potentially be dead airtime, you fill that with some story about young Harris College or about that particular athlete or, hey, so-and-so just got married last week. So I think that's really cool that you do that. Talk about your approach to a game. Obviously, you've been doing this for years now, but what's your approach as a broadcaster? And there's no right or wrong answer to this. Every broadcaster has their own approach. But on a game day, what's your approach when you get to the stadium? And, and I mean, how much research are you doing? Are you reaching out to the coaches, if any at all? What's your approach to any game day? Well, and it can differ for sports, too. I always study uh, the opponent. I, I get a look at uh, – at, uh, you know, who their best offensive player is. Uh, I will, you know, I'm a stat guy, so I'll dig into the stats and I'll look at that. I look at opponents. I look for common opponents. Uh, I will uh, look for perhaps transfers that I may be familiar with from a conference foe or somebody else from a non-com. So I'll always try to do my homework on who I'm playing. Uh, I try to keep an eye on the conference. We're in the Peach Belt Conference. That's uh, schools in uh, Georgia, Florida, um, South Carolina. And uh, so, I, you know, try to keep an eye on those guys. And, um, you know, just know your conference. Know your players. Know your coaches. Know what's going on in your conference. Don't just come to a game and don't have a clue what's going on. So I just try to stay abreast with what's going on in the Peach Belt Conference. And not only that, but schools that are like in the SAC and the Gulf South and uh, Conference Carolina that we play those teams, I try to keep an eye out for them. I mean, I'm constantly, you know, that's the beautiful thing of this little device in my hand. You can check on anything and everything all the time. And I'm doing that every day. I'm always checking on on what's going on with, with who we're playing down the road. Again, joined by Young Harris College legendary broadcaster Tommy Jenkins right here on Talk To Him Tuesday on the Chris Mathis podcast. Now, Tommy, we've seen guys that have a dream and they say, oh, I want to do this or, you know, I plan to do that one day. And I'm sure you've had people come up to you and say, hey, I want to be a broadcaster someday. And then you never hear from them again or, you know, you do keep in touch with them. What's your number one tip? And this comes from Spencer, who was unable to attend our interview tonight. What's your number one tip? for any broadcaster to get started and, you know, to run with it and hopefully pursue a career with it? Well, you know, you, you've got to, uh, you've got to be entertaining. I mean, because look, uh, I've listened to guys that were, they're just, perhaps they're knowledgeable about the game, but they can be monotone like and just, uh, you know, put you to sleep. And uh, I can remember a guy, this would be before your time, uh, named Dizzy Dean. It was a baseball pitcher. And uh, he was a character. And he would get on the broadcast. And I mean, he would sing the Wabash Cannonball in the middle of a baseball game. And I love that stuff. And I can remember growing up with guys like, Dizzy Dean, like Kurt Gowdy, like Keith Jackson, who was the best. You know, he was the best. And, um, you know, even though I didn't have any uh, intentions of being a broadcaster, I still like those guys. So, you know, I think probably that I borrowed some stuff from those guys. 
you got to be passionate, Chris. I mean, you know that you you have to be passionate because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, then nobody else is going to enjoy what you're doing. But if you j enjoy what you're doing in broadcast, then other people are going to enjoy it too. And people want to have fun in a broadcast. I mean, if they're watching a game, uh, it's more than just the game because the broadcast brings so much. When Bobby Knight... Uh, was an analyst for ESPN. I love to listen to what he brought to a basketball game. Absolutely love listening to what he brought to a basketball game. Uh, Don Sutton with the Braves, when he was doing Braves games. Absolutely, Don Sutton was just a hero of mine because of what he would bring to a game, and it would make it so much. And there's some guys that uh, I'm just like, uh, wow, I'm not feeling this. So I would say to you, a young guy, you know, you got to be passionate about this. You, you know, you love the sport or you wouldn't be getting into this. So bring your passion out and let it be real, which kind of maybe what I'm doing right now. I yeah, no doubt. About most anything. No doubt about it. Again, Tommy, so you started broadcasting Young Harris uh, in 2010. Just four years later, you hear the news that Young Harris College is transitioning from NJCAA to NCAA Division II. So big promotion there for Young Harris College Athletics. Basketball is about to take off, and uh, I'm sure you're excited. Walk us through what your situation or mindset was like whenever you heard that news. Like, hey, you know, this is for real, because they applied to become a Division II school a few years before that. Yeah, well, we had what we had done, we had gone from just playing a non-conference schedule, just playing whoever that you could play, and we were going into the Peach Belt, which is good conference. We're still in the Peach Belt, and uh, I was familiar with the Peach Belt because uh, my and my wife, Vicky's daughter, Keisha, had played uh, for Columbus State, uh, late 90s, I think 97, 98, 99, 2000, somewhere in there. And uh, really played on some good teams. Her last two years, they were Final Four teams. Went one year to uh, uh, Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and then the next year went to Rochester, Minnesota. Got to the Final Four. And actually, her last year that she played, they went in 31-0 and and was number one ranked team in the nation. Got beat. That's a, I don't want to think about that. Anyway, uh, so I knew the conference. And I knew some of the coaches, Jonathan Norton, who had uh, recruited our daughter, was had been a uh, head coach at Lander, and he was coming in at Columbus State. Robert Moore, a good friend of ours, was still who is still the coach at Columbus State. So we knew a lot of people in the conference. We knew about the conference, but more than that, we knew that it was a good conference. And uh, it's exciting, you know. It's uh, it's exciting when you get into a good conference. You can't get too excited about non-con stuff. But when you get into conference, you get those natural rivalries. And uh, it's pretty fun. You know, there's some people you like to get after. Uh, perhaps I don't need to call no names on here, but uh, there's some people that I just really like that when we beat, and I do not like when we get beat by them. So. I was excited about it. Uh, great conference, still is. 
Oh, yeah, by far. Peach Belt Conference is a very difficult conference, and we see it year in and year out. Even the bottom-tier teams are still very good programs there in that division, uh, Peach Belt Conference of Division Two with uh, collegiate athletics. Now, Tommy, in I guess 2017 now, five years ago, there was a crazy shot put on display from C.J. Wilson, point guard at Young Harris College, legend of Young Harris College without a doubt, who knocked down a – Shot at the buzzer to tie the game against Montevallo. You had a you had an amazing call on that that blew up the next day. Before we air that video clip and your call and the shot, walk us through that game against Montevallo, what you can recall from that, and then leading up to that shot uh, from C.J. Wilson in which sent the game to overtime. Well, it was a huge game. Uh, back then, the Peach Belt, it was a uh, – Mm, I'm thinking we were a 12, 13, 14 uh, team conference, whereas we're just 10 right now. I think we're going to go back to 12. But we had it divided. It was divided in East and West Division. And this was a huge game, and Montevallo was always good, man. They were always good. They would come out, and they would 6'10 you to death. And uh, – it was a huge game. And we were in a dogfight to make the playoffs. But here's the way it was, Chris. If you'll remember, they took four teams from one side, four teams from the other side. Eight teams made it, same as today. Eight teams make it. But four from one side, four from the east, four from the west. Didn't have anything to do with best record or anything like that. It was a top four from each division. Um. We were in a dogfight of that win the game and we could be in first place by ourselves, lose the game, and we're the fifth wheel in the in a fourteen in, in the four that go. So it was a huge game. And um uh, it's getting down late. Uh we were down. Uh didn't look like we were gonna win. And I was what I was doing when what I started about four minutes to go in the game. I started looking at the scenarios. Who were we playing? I think it was on a Monday night. If does that sound right? Was it on a Monday night? I'm thinking it was a Monday night. I'm pretty sure it was a Monday night. Who did we have to play? Who did the other people we have to play? Clayton State's the one that jumps really out at me that I remember talking about. And this is where you asked the question earlier about studying. What do you do to prepare yourself? I kind of knew what the scenarios were. And I was just uh, trying to think of ways that we could, that we were going to make the tournament. And that's what I was thinking about. And then, because I thought we were beat. We were beat. In my mind, we were beat. And uh, so I'm thinking about how do we still get into this tournament? So that was my, in a nutshell, I said a lot to say a little. That was my mindset at the time. Hey, I was there as well. I was up top with you. Yeah, uh, right. My call was nowhere near your call, and I thought the game was over as well. So I recall, we were we were basically shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. And I recall you, you know, throwing out some stats or, hey, this could potentially happen or, uh, you know, these are the potential layouts of uh, the tournament if we squeak our way in and whatnot. And then C.J. Wilson does this, and here's your call, Tommy. I'm going to play that video. So if you guys are watching on YouTube or Spotify, check your phone right now and turn it up. 
Oh, hang on. Okay, there we go. I'm going to rewind it. There Lake we go. State hosting North Georgia. Missed the free throw. We still got a chance at the buzzer. Yes! 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 Oh, my goodness! Yes! Yes, yes! Forgive me, Lord. I counted my chickens before they hatched. We knocked down a three-pointer. It is tied. Point six seconds when he nailed it. People were already leaving the building. They're coming back in. Yeah, incredible call right there, Tommy. And obviously, you talk about no dead air time. I don't know how you did that. You screamed at the top of your lungs and still were able to carry on the next sentence. They're coming back to the building. Yeah. Uh, very impressive call, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was just, uh, it was just off the cuff. I mean, uh, <laughs> I was shocked. I mean, and I mean, what was that? An 80, 82 foot shot, 80, 75, 80 footer. And I'm, and literally, I mean, you see it on the video, people were leaving the building and everybody came rushing in and it was, uh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, as you watch that broadcast, if you go back and watch that game, YHC Athletics on YouTube, the place was packed, and as you said, the last 10 seconds, that place is flooded out. There's probably 30% of the capacity that there was, you know, before the last five minutes of the game, and CJ knocked down that shot. Unfortunately, I don't think we had luck. No, uh, in we lost overtime. overtime. Yeah. Yep. But it was still an unreal game. They shouldn't have really been there. That was an unreal shot from CJ Wilson, and if there's one guy that was going to knock that down, it was CJ. Tommy, after that call and after that game, did you just go home and go about your business, or did you think, hey, you know, that was a crazy game, and, and my call was pretty awesome as well? I didn't think anything about the call being awesome. I didn't think it – that never entered my mind. Matter of fact, I don't even think it was the best call I made during the game. Best call I made during the game, if you if you watch the whole game, Corey uh, Nelson dunked on a guy, and he fell down and slid back into the post there, and the baseball players – were all around him, and I mean that—that that was the best call that I made. I didn't think anything about it. the only thing that I was thinking about. I was angry because I said, you know, the way this thing's going to play out is we're going to be there's going to be five teams tied for first place, and we're going to be the odd man out, and which is that's negative thinking, but that's the way it ended up. Five way tie for first place, and don't get me going on that because I'm still angry on that. But that's why the next year we went from the two division thing to a 12 team conference every hand. What Montevallo, I think pulled out maybe the next year or two. And we went to top eight teams, but I'm like, wow, how can you be in first place and not make your conference tournament? But let's not get started. I I'll get in trouble with the man if he hears that. So anyway, yeah, Again. I didn't think nothing about it. I mean, nothing, Chris, honest to God, nothing. I did not think anything about it. Nothing. Zero. Talking with Tommy Jenkins, play-by-play -play broadcaster at Young Harris College in North Georgia, talking about an incredible game, incredible shot, a shot and that led to a call from Tommy that went viral less than 24 hours, maybe even 12 hours later. You wake up, and your call is worldwide. It's on Bleacher Report, ESPN, For the Win, MSNBC, Sports Illustrated, USA Today. It's number one play on SC Top 10. I mean, when did you find out the news that this call went viral and that, you know, Young Harris is plastered everywhere? Well, I mean, it took a couple of days. I mean, really, 
the going viral on Facebook and social media was almost instant the next day. And I'm thinking the timeline on this, and I, I think about this a lot. Game was on a Monday night. On Tuesday, I remember a girl that went to school, and she was our, uh, she was, I think by that time, uh, working with the athletic department or, or with the admissions department, I believe, Paige McQuaid, came down and said, hey, uh, you know that video's got 60,000 views? And I was like, wow. <laughs> but I didn't think nothing about it. And then the next day, uh, it's a Wednesday night, church night for me, and I go to church. And a guy that I worked with, I work, still work, Chick-fil-A, um, Young Harris College, Rollins Campus Center, ground floor. And uh, Jordan Woodard is his name. And he messaged me on uh, some little blog that it was on there. And I was like, oh, how cute. That's nice. Still, I didn't think anything about it. So I messed, I, I messed, I text my daughter and I said, hey, I want to send you something. And I sent it to her, and she messaged me back and said, what is this? And I said, well, a call that I had on a game the other night, uh, kind of, it's, it's getting a lot of, you know, it's going viral, the video, and it's starting to show up on some blogs and some stuff. And now I can't even remember the name. It wasn't anything big, nothing that I would have ever even known. But she, in about 30 minutes, she said, what have you done? And I said, what are you talking about? And she sends me, and it's on there, it's – on their websites, USA Today, Sports Illustrated. Um, and I was like, wow. Okay. So the next morning, I think it's Thursday morning, cold morning, let my truck run, warm up. I come back in. I'm going to finish my morning cup of coffee. I turn the TV on. I'm scrolling through, not thinking anything about anything. And I look and I see... And I'm sitting right where I'm sitting right now is where I'm sitting when I saw it. And I see a Young Harris and Montevallo logo, and it's on each, it's on Sports Center. And of course, I stop in my tracks, and uh, I'm like, uh, "Whoa!" And then they're playing this on ESPN Sports Center, and I'm like, "Oh my God!" What has just happened here? What is going on? I do not. And I was freaked out, man. I'm telling you. Uh, you want to, and, and Chris, I'm telling you the truth, man. What was my emotion? I was embarrassed. I mean, I was. I was embarrassed. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to go to work. And, uh, wow, I went to work. And usually, I mean, we open for breakfast at 7.30, and on a cold morning, we might not see anybody late 15, and we were the door. They were lined up when we opened the gate. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And I still, Chris, I don't know. I guess the timing was just right. To this day, I do not, I, I've never figured it out. I, I've never understood what about it was that made it so great with so many people, but if it made our students at Young Harris College smile, then, hey, I'm glad it happened. Hey, it did. I mean, they lined up for Chick-fil-A an hour prior to them opening. Oh so goodness. how did that call change your life, even if it was just for a few days or a few weeks, a few hours, or 
how did that call kind of change your, your life in terms of maybe broadcasting or, you know, your strut around young Harris college, because everybody, if they didn't already know you, they did now. Well, I never have anybody had had anybody ask me for an autograph. And I don't think I would sign, say, I ain't sign your autograph. Um, you know, anywhere I went on campus, I mean, they were just flogging me. Uh, but then in the community, anywhere you would go, people you knew all your life and people you had never seen before, uh, hey, you're that guy. And I'm like, yeah, that I'm that guy. And I mean, you know, it was on, uh, I mean, it was on like Robin Mead's headline news. Uh, it was on Ellen DeGeneres. Uh, it, it was all over the place. I did a, a an interview with CBS Radio Friday that Friday morning. Uh, it was on Russian TV. It was on Australian TV. Uh, it was all over the place. I mean, it, it was worldwide. But I mean, here's the thing: students would tell me, said, you know, we go to Young Harris. We got 1,200 students. We're kind of isolated in a small place, and we got friends at at uh, University of Georgia. And they say, yeah, you go to that little school up in the mountains. Said. Nobody's ever heard of y'all. And they like, hey, look at this. We're worldwide. Uh, they've heard of Young Harris College now. So that makes it worth it all. I mean, you know, if they were happy with it, I'm happy with it. I still, and, but here's the thing, Chris. I go back to this. Even though I'm still like, how did this happen? It did happen. And I think it's important for the students at Young Harris College to know what happened and they unfortunately they don't and, and i think maybe you doing this this podcast here we get this out to the masses and they see because it was an exciting time i mean uh it was an exciting time because this was i mean it was coast to coast i mean it was it was worldwide <laughs> for for two weeks we were worldwide and when i say and, and, i'm talking about young Harris college yeah and again 1,200 students, Young Harris College, North Georgia, small town, awesome campus, great people on the campus uh, in terms of students, coaches, professors, the whole nine yards, just all in all a great school, Tommy. Now, obviously you talk about that whole situation where it went viral and it was really popping for a good two weeks to where you were thinking, holy cannoli, what have I done? This is pretty cool. Coincidentally, the very next year, ESPN comes to Young Harris College. Yeah, they did. Played North Georgia, Battle of Blood Mountain. Packed house, big crowd, great environment. I didn't get to do the game. Obviously, uh, ESPN is going to bring their own guys, but John, our camera guy, and ourself did get to work uh, down on the sideline, and I got to watch those guys work, and I learned some things from watching those guys work. And uh, Yeah, it was fun. That was a great environment. We, uh, we beat the brakes off of North Georgia that night, and our women uh, nearly beat them. I think that's a Probably the last time maybe we played North Georgia close and women. But, yeah, that was a great environment, too. That was great. Yeah, and I think that you did. I don't think that you're necessarily going to say, yeah, I did that. But I think that you did put Young Harris College on the map and, um, and, and really shown positive light on the school. And, hey, ESPN's thinking, hey, they got a pretty good program. Here's a big rivalry game. Let's broadcast that. And sure enough, ESPN shows up, and that was really cool. I was at that, too. Again, I didn't get to call the game either because ESPN had the rights to it. But yeah, young, young Harris means a lot to you, Tommy, because you know your uncle was the coach back in the JUCO days. Your mom was an alumni. Three of the four of your grandparents uh, worked at Young Harris College. You lived on the corner of the campus, I believe. Believe yeah. it is at Young Harris College. 
And now you currently call games at Young Harris College, and you still to this day work at Chick-fil-A on campus. What exactly does does the uh, success of Young Harris College and the students mean to you, knowing that you, you practically bleed purple at this point? Well, I mean, you know, it's a perfect fit for me because it's basically the ground that I grew up on. My great-grandfather actually owned most of the property, all of where the athletic fields are, the soccer, the softball, lacrosse, <laughs> baseball, all of that. He owned all of that. My dad grew up. Uh, his house was in the parking lot at the baseball field where people will park their $60,000 trucks and get their windows knocked out by a foul ball. So, I mean, you know, it's just home to me. And, uh, you know, it's a four-minute drive for me into work. And, uh, you know, I just love working there. I love being around the kids. And uh, I try my best to get to know them on a first-name basis. I'm not good with names, but I try to learn them by name because you're having a bad day. I think it means something to somebody if, uh, you know, somebody calls your name. I, I just think it means a lot. So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty good thing. I mean, you know, it keeps me. I'm close to the student athletes. I get to talk to them. I get to know them on a personal basis. And uh, people that have graduated through the years, we stay in touch and talk. So, yeah, it's a pretty cool gig, Chris. I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah, and no doubt. And again, we've talked about pretty much your life starting from your first ever game as a broadcaster to today with your time at Young Harris College and what you're currently doing. Who would you give credit to over the years for being your biggest mentor or uh, biggest influencer? And that's a question that comes from Spencer. You're talking about in the in the broadcast business? I, you know what? You could take that in whatever way you want. I know you do a lot more than just broadcasting, so. Wow. Uh, you know, that's a great question. Uh, I, oh, oh, I mean, as far as people that I would listen to on the air, uh, as far as that, uh, Keith Jackson was my favorite broadcaster. Uh, hands down. I mean, guy that grew up in the middle of nowhere, middle Georgia, uh, had that accent. And, uh, you know, here I am uh, growing up in the middle of nowhere, North Georgia, and uh, got that accent. Uh, somebody asked me one time, is that accent real? Or is that, I said, no, that's, that's pure me. I mean, it's yeah. it's me. I mean, this is this is the way I talk in real life. Um, you know, that's a wow. As as far as that goes, but um, again, uh, my passion uh, really for sports was in coaching, and I I would really have to say that uh, my uncle Luke Rushton, who was the uh, a basketball coach at Young Harris in the 40s and 50s and 60s. Yeah. That's you know, awesome. It would man. have to be him because, uh, you know, he always had confidence in me when uh, I didn't really have confidence in myself. And he was so far ahead of his time in coaching. Uh, you know, he's coaching back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Uh, no three-point line no shot clock and he is uh, a lot of times he's putting up 
80, 90, 100 point a game in that era. And I mean, it was off the fast break and they didn't do it off the dribble. It was off of the pass. I mean, you get the rebound and it's one pass, two pass, and you're down and you're laying it up on the other end. And he would out condition his opponents. They were always, young Harris was in better condition. So yeah, yeah, I think that would have to be my guy. I'll, I'll go with Uncle Luke. Okay, awesome. And That's Spencer, who the mountain lion was named after, by the way. Luke the lion. Oh, wow. See, I don't even know if kids at Young Harris know that. It's a sad thing, Spencer. A lot of, I mean, Chris, a lot of kids at Young Harris don't even know that Trisha Yearwood graduated from there. Don't know that Charlie Blackman was a. Now, the baseball players know that Charlie Blackman was there. Oh, yeah. That's Young Harris 101. This is where Charlie Blackman and Nick Markakis and Corey Guerin play, as it should be. As it should be, it should be that way. And, and and this, and even though I'm not saying it because it's me, but this video that went viral and went worldwide, young Harris college kids ought to know about this because it was an exciting time. Not because I was in the middle of it, because but it was just an exciting time for young Harris college. Truly, and, and again, it led to ESPN showing up the very next season and broadcasting a game. Now, Spencer counters that incredible question that you love there with a great response about your uh, uncle with this one. He says, being an announcer is somewhat comparable to being a comedian. Uh, has there ever been a time in your career where you just went out there and just absolutely bombed it? You know, just made it, you know, had a bad call or had a bad day. Is there one time that you look back and think, yeah, you know, I never want to do that one again or never want to have a day like that. Yeah, every time I do a soccer game, because I feel like an idiot when I'm doing a soccer game. I really do, and the kids love me, and I got a guy, great guy named John Krieger that carries me, but I've been watching five years now, and I still don't know what's going on, man. I try to learn, but I still have not got the game figured out. So, yeah, I think I bomb every time I do a soccer game. Now, lacrosse is kind of different. You say, well, it's basically the same formation. In lacrosse, I see so much basketball. I see so much stuff uh, working off of picks and, uh, you know, give and go and two-man game and stuff like that. I see so much basketball movement in, uh, in lacrosse that it was easy for me to pick up lacrosse, if that makes any sense. I mean, I'm a basketball guy. I mean, that's that's my background. That's where my most of my knowledge is. So. You know, I mean, that that's where I can go the deepest is in basketball. Uh, so, yeah, every shows time I your do a soccer too. game, I feel like I, bum, I, I burn. It shows in your work. And for those that are, are watching this, hopefully worldwide, uh, once this releases, how can somebody check out one of your broadcasts, you know, via the YHCAthletics.com website? Yeah, I mean, well, go to uh, – Go to YouTube and, uh, you know, just go to YHC Athletics. I think all of those games are still up. And and then now we've got another way. You can go to the Peach Belt Conference Sports Network and you can get the games there. I mean, they're there. You might have to do – one thing I've always wanted to do, uh, and, I, and I need to do it pretty quick, is I've always wanted to do uh, uh, my top 15, uh, my top 15 calls. Yeah, you need to. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm going to forget what they are before long. <laughs> you know, you're adding to them. But, I mean, and, and it would be across. Well, we had with uh, – they used to have a Peach Belt video of the year, a play of the year or something. And uh, 
guy that's still at Young Harris, Jackson Jones, uh, he hit a walk-off one night, right field, hit it over the hit it over the, the light pole. I mean, and we got we won it and uh video, he and I, and I'm I'm I always say you're the one that won it. I mean, you're the one so well, yeah, no, you made the call. Well, you hit the home run. So it's yeah. what came first, the chicken or the egg. But uh <laughs> anyway, I went I went berserk on that too. I mean, it's out there somewhere. Uh, if you can find it, I mean, I went absolutely berserk on it. Tommy, as we wrap up this awesome interview here on the Chris Mathis podcast, another talk to him Tuesday with Tommy Jenkins, play-by-play guy for Young Harris College. You mentioned a few moments ago that that call that went viral was embarrassing for you. I, I don't think anybody else feels that way, but you said it was a little bit embarrassing. It wasn't your favorite call. Is there one call that stands out to you? Yeah, that was my favorite call. I really think in the same game, uh, the Corey uh, Nelson dunk, but there, there's another game, and I've actually still got it on my email. I never erased it. A uh, girl that played about the same time that C.J. Wilson was there, Brianna Bell, uh, hit a three-pointer uh, to beat Columbus State. I, it may have been the same season, might have been a year after. Um, I think that rate's right up there. Uh, a guy named Royce Wolfuck hit a hit a walk off in baseball uh, that uh, I really got excited on. Jackson Jones, his home run, I really got uh, I really got excited on that. Uh, and there was a uh, lacrosse game uh, that a guy named Maddie Ladon. I just talked to Maddie a couple of weeks ago. He's an assistant coach at Anderson University, not too far away from us. He had an over-the-shoulder shot that I just absolutely lost my mind. Uh, in a soccer game, there was a guy, Saba Andreasen, uh, I think we were in overtime, sudden death, you know, I do it in soccer, uh, scored a goal against North Georgia. And it was two things. Number one, because Saba was my guy and uh, game winner, but number two and probably number one, because we beat North Georgia. I get excited yeah, when we beat North Georgia. That's great. And, Tommy, we want to talk a little bit more. Last two questions for you. Uh, and the promo information that you sent to me, hey, here's about me, Chris. You said something along the lines of your granddaughter who plays softball and has had a pretty successful career up to this point. Talk more about her and her journey oh, that yeah. she's going through right now. That's the apple pie, man. Yeah. She's sophomore at River Ridge High School in Woodstock, Georgia. Uh Utility player can play just about any position on the field. She don't pitch or catch, but she can pretty well play everywhere else. Left-hander, good speed, quick out of the box, uh, can hit home runs, can go opposite. She can go, she can go to left center, she can go to right center, hits them out all over the place. Uh, that's my pride and joy there. Matter of fact, uh, glad you asked that question. I think I'm going to get to expand my base a little bit. I think I'm going to maybe do. Uh, River Ridge public address for their softball next year. I'm hoping they've oh, asked me to. Of course, man. I can't say no, especially on that, but I'm just got to figure out now how I'm going to find the time to get there, but we'll figure out a way. But yeah, she's going to be a good one. I think, uh, I think you'll, I think she's, if she stays on the trajectory she's on right now, she's next level, no doubt. Yeah, that's great to hear, Tommy, and best of luck with that. Final tidbit 
for those that are listening and are trying to go to play college athletics or just attend a new school or are coming out of high school, how would you sell them to check out Young Harris College in North Georgia and really give a look and take a tour there in Young Harris? Well, it's family. I mean, it's family. I mean, look, you can go to a big school and you can sit in a room with 600 students and you might get to know 10 of the students. You go to Young Harris, you sit in a room with 20 students. You're going to know the 20 students. You're going to know the professor. It's family. Uh, it's just family environment. It's just uh, concept of family. Um, you know, you can't beat family. Nothing better than family. And uh, it's just a family atmosphere. Most beautiful campus in America. And I was actually got a chance, say, an assistant baseball coach, Coach Tavares, uh, introduced me to a recruit today on campus today. And uh, I said, look, you're playing the outfield. And you look back over the top of the press box and you look back at uh, Double Knobs Mountain there. And maybe there's some frost on the on the tops up there. Show me a more beautiful view on a college athletic field in the United States of America. Chris, I don't think you'll find one. I just don't think you'll find one. And it's just a beautiful place where people look out for each other and, and it's uh, family. So, yeah, come join us at Young Harris College. You'll be That's glad awesome, you did. Tommy. And, Again, uh, Tommy hey, Jenkins. Yeah. Tommy Jenkins is on Instagram. He's the play-by-play guy for Young Harris College. Check him out on Instagram. It's at Tommy Jenkins 385, 385. on Instagram. 385. Go give him a follow. Keep up with his great work. Check out his call that went viral. And again, he says it's not even his best call. So go do a little bit of research and find out which one you guys like best. Thanks for tuning in. Tommy, thanks for joining me. And again, it was a pleasure to talk with you. Chris, been looking forward to this a long time. Really appreciate what you're doing. Proud of you. You're going next level. Uh, your little brother's got great hair, and I enjoy working with him. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing and talking to you. Awesome, man. All right, Tommy. Thank you very much.